Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talea Dendi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complimentary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Hello, and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. I am Talea Dindi, your gracious host, and today our special guest is Dr. Krishna Bada. Welcome, Dr. Bada. Thank you, Talaya. It's so nice to have you here today. I can't wait to dive into all the wonderful work that you're doing. And so first, I'll start off with an introduction. Dr. Bada, MD, FRCS is an author, a surgeon, and an inventor. Currently practicing as Chief of Urology at Northern Light Eastern Maine Medical Center in Bangor, Maine. Dr. Bada began his life in a small Indian village. He attended Patna Medical College in India, continued his education in the UK, and then completed his research in medical training at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston and Harvard University before settling down in Maine. His wife, Leika, is an OBGYN and their two children are also physicians. Dr. Bada is a former president of Maine Medical Association and Maine Urology Society. Dr. Bada is equal parts practical and spiritual who developed a fascination with spiritual studies early in life. His book is Journey from Life to Life, Achieving Higher Purpose. Dr. Bada is also the founder of a new meditation app and it's called Relax. It is It was created to help develop peace, happiness, and prosperity. We all could use some of that. Welcome again, Dr. Bada. Thank you, Talaya, very much. That was very good introduction. And uh, um, I don't know what to say. It feels like, you know, bigger than I am. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy to have you. And, um, you know, I, I just want to commend you on all the wonderful work that you're doing to help foster healing and happiness in the lives of, of so many people. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about, you know, um, your background and just who you are as a person. Well, you, you said most of it. Uh, I am a person like you and I and everybody else. I just enjoyed the meditation journey as much as I enjoyed the medicine journey. And uh, at some time, I thought it helped me, you know, find the balance in life. Um, and I could do things uh, like and not feel so much stressed. So I thought you know, these tools that I have learned, can I share it with people? So that's what I'm trying to share, you know, aside from 
the journey of medicine where I, you know, I've learned, I've become kind of trained well in many of the uh, techniques and including robotic surgery. So I can share that knowledge with somebody who is new. I can share the meditation knowledge with somebody who doesn't have that experience. That's wonderful. One thing that I um, read about you was that uh, you bridged the gap between Western and Eastern philosophy by answering spiritual questions with a practical bent of mind. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, there are two things, uh, Talaya. One is some people try to make spirituality complex Mm -hmm. or meditation as complex phenomena, like you can't do it. Mm-hmm. I try to say that, no, it's simple. Life is simple. Everything in it should be simple. So most of the techniques that you will see in the app or anything that you see in the book, you know, it starts from grassroots level. It, it is, you know, it's not something that will go over your head. And that's how medicine, medicine is, you know. Once you know it and once you have a good training, it becomes simple. It becomes part of your life. Absolutely. And I think that when we have those tools that are very easy to use, we're more likely to continue using those and implement them in our daily lives. Exactly. You know, like I'll give you a simple example. They will say for mind that you should, you know, focus your mind on something mm-hmm. or they will say that you should calm your mind and that is an impossible task because mind i call it mind is minding mm. its job is minding it will keep doing that it's like water has a property that you cannot give it a shape without a container mm-hmm. the same way if you have this uh, mind and you try to you know, like bring it in, uh, to a place where it doesn't have the ripples, it won't happen. So there has to be something different that you have to do to understand that mind is separate from you, kind of that separation once it happens. Once you create a higher energy in you, you are a much different person so the higher energy you, li- you are living, the more peaceful you are. The lower energy you have, more irritable you are. So it's all an energy phenomena, which different countries have given different names. Like we say chakras in, in the Eastern side. Mm-hmm. In uh, Chinese, they will say chi. You know, in Japanese, they will say, you know, different names are there for this energy. People all experience some energy inside us. And that energy is is what I call body, mind, and flame, Mm. the flame of consciousness. That is the place where I think the work is needed. And uh, so we have to focus in the right place. The second part, many people have brought the Eastern thinking and processes to West, but try to give it a Western flavor mm-hmm. or change it to a Western, you know, customize it. And there is nothing wrong with that. And it has worked well for many years, but it's time now to bring the authentic Eastern um, principles and practices as they are 
you know, to the world. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. I, I thought that was really interesting. And I really appreciate you breaking that down and sharing that with us because I'm sure that will help a lot of the listeners right now um, understand that. And it's so interesting how we we use things, but we change them from their original format over and over again. And I think sometimes it's really important to just go back to the root of how something really started and stick with that because more than likely it was started that way for a reason. It's funny you mentioned that to me. You know, it's like I went to a Chinese restaurant in, in our place and there's a, a very sweet lady and she said, do you want American Chinese or do you want Chinese Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, a fair question. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was interesting. You know, you don't get that question in many restaurants, but, you know, she was friendly and nice. <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> question. <laughs> but a great example of what we're talking about. Yeah. And and there is a difference. So, so Dr. Bada, um, as you know, our audience is mainly comprised of people from the cancer community. And so... How do you share the news with someone that they have been diagnosed with cancer? Because hearing those words can be very traumatic. How do you how do you share that with, with your patients? Well, Talaya, you know, it's like it's a for me. I mean, I'm a physician and I am a uro, uro oncologist. You know, I do that. One thing I realized, and this is very personal, is that. It's not how you tell the diagnosis, it's what's your relationship with the patient. So mm. have you developed a relationship that the patient trusts what you are saying? Or, you know, it's like a trusting, friendly relationship in a way rather than, you know, doctor is telling the patient mm -hmm. that kind of relationship. And then everything, you know, happens more smoothly. I mean, it's never... It's never easy for any doctor or any healthcare provider to break the news that you have the C word in. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that, that's painful, that hurts, you know, and different people respond differently. I mean, sometimes they respond, they're the tough guy, especially in Maine, you know, everybody is a <laughs> macho, tough person, you know, they won't show it. So you also have to know that, that the inside, it hurts them as much as, somebody who expresses better or, mm -hmm. or, or the wife or the daughter who is there. So it's like, it's something that you build more than just the news that you are breaking. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to you? I mean, it does. It really does make sense. And I think you touched on it, the relationship. And I think a lot of times so many patients have bad experiences because they don't have that relationship with the doctor. And some doctors just don't have that type of bedside manner where they are able to connect with their patients. And that's so important. Like you said, especially sharing news like you have cancer, the relationship matters. To me, it does. Mm -hmm. I'm not criticizing anyone, you know, because Correct. there is a training, there is, you know, I mean, they're all trained well, you know, mm -hmm. by the time they come to this place. But 
But yes, you know, relationship to me is very important. I think it makes a big difference. And mm-hmm. you will find that, you know, you know, in in my books or my it, it the communication style is even though you you are reading, you might feel that I'm there or some, you know, the author is there. That's important because making that connection, forming those relationships, I really think that in some ways is a part of healing as well. Because if patients feel safe and connected with their their healthcare team, I think it makes it that much easier for them to uh, feel safe, to not worry all the time about, you know, is am I getting the right treatment, the right care? And so that makes a huge difference in the healing process. Yeah, I'm, I can't disagree with that part. Okay. So how do you help your patients navigate cancer? I mean, navigation is a bigger process. Of course, you know, the part that we do is the medical part. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, they may require to have a an oncologist or a nurse in the office. You know, we have dedicated, you know, the whole system. But I usually tell them not to make the decision first time they hear the news. Mm-hmm. And I encourage them to go and have a second opinion. It doesn't hurt me. At least they feel comfortable that, yes, they can go and talk to somebody, you know, about that. And then, of course, there is a team approach. You know, there is an oncologist, there is, you know, all kind of other people who sometimes are in the background and sometimes the patient can go and talk to them. So we have a whole team. And so that's the medical side of it. Of course, there is a family side, the support side. That one, we encourage them to, you know, talk to their friends or open up to people, some people, you know, rather than keep keep it all closed themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, we give them enough information because information is power. Yes. But still, it's not easy. I mean, unless you can make all the things. So one on my simple tip is that coexistence mm-hmm. and limitations. These are the two things that I, you know, for me, it is important because, and I think it's important for anybody. We are all born with some qualities and potentials, yeah. but we are also born with some limitations. Like I'm not six feet tall, mm-hmm. but do I live with my height of you know five seven or somebody is five feet i mean are they living with that we learn to live with that limitation i can't fly myself but then we go and fly in airplanes right so we are all born with some limitations as we grow older some limitations come to us you know diabetes comes blood pressure comes and we don't like any of those Mm -hmm. and Yes, cancer is a bigger limitation, but once it comes, it's not going to go away. Right. I mean, you can cure it, you can contain it, you can manage it, but that C word is going to stay with you. I agree. And even So so you learn to coexist with it. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn. Sooner you learn, it's better. It's a question of how long you will take to adjust. So you can deny in the you know denial phase or 
you know, bury this head in the sand, but ultimately you have to coexist with that. So that's one thing, you know, I think is important for whoever has got a new diagnosis to know. And then, they, you know, it's a question of how do you manage it? I mean, mm-hmm. some you can cure, some you can't cure, but that limitation, you know, our boundaries, we have, all have boundaries and mm-hmm. add another boundary. I agree. And you made a great point. I think the sooner that one is able to coexist with their diagnosis, the sooner that they can get on the path of healing and start to make, you know, adjustments or changes or whatever that they they have to do uh, to make sure that they get back to as healthy a state as possible. And but it's tough. It, you know, I can't tell you how many times Sometimes I think back, even though I had my diagnosis 10 years ago, sometimes when someone shares with me that they've just been diagnosed with cancer, it's like I'm taken back to that moment when I heard those words. And so I'm, I immediately connect with their pain and fear and, and all of those things. So it's important. So, very important, but... And now it's the public knowledge for you, so I'm not breaking something new. Mm-hmm. You had chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. The chemotherapy will be tough. So you prepare yourself for that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are going to go through that, you know, as I said, coexistence is my new keyword for <laughs> <laughs> for life and for meditation too. So we'll come to that. But you know, it's a it's an important thing to learn that we have to coexist with our surroundings and our limitations. I love that. And Dr. Bada, is this something that's um, practiced on your app or are there certain tools on your app that address coexistence? Um, Well, I mean, um, yes, meditations, all the meditations that are there. Okay. So, So once we get into the, you are existing, coexisting in the outer universe, right? You and me are here. We are coexisting, and we met today. And we like it, or we don't <laughs> like it, but we, you know, we we are there. And so, the same way, there is an inner universe, and in that inner universe, there is a, you know, it's not an empty space. Mm-hmm. It's full of your thoughts, your ideas. The one of the problem is that when you close your eyes, most of think. Most of us think that inside, it's all inside our head. It's not inside your head. It's out there in the, in, you know, the universe or the energy universe or consciousness universe that is individual to you. Mm-hmm. And in that, you have to learn to coexist. Your thoughts will be there. Your anger will be there. Your jealousy will be there. All of them are there, hanging out, you know, in suspended. <laughs> you know, motion or something. <laughs> and uh, it's just, a, it's a good place to be. Once you get the hang of going there, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we talked, you know, before the uh, before we started. Mm-hmm. I call it intermittent silence. Yes. So, you know, if you start practicing intermittent silence, it's just 10 minutes a day of intermittent, you know, uh, time that you spend with yourself. Mm-hmm. We are not used to spending time with ourselves. So in the beginning, it can be an uncomfortable silence. Yes. You know, it's like, when is 10 minutes going to be over? 
so you, you can have, you can have a background music that helps but but once you get the hang of it and once you start looking inside your inner universe and see how rich it is mm-hmm. then you new doors start opening up mm-hmm. and there also you have to learn to coexist coexist with everything that is there yes you know dr bada um you made a good point about silence once i really got comfortable with silence and um i started to crave it that's yeah. one thing that i noticed it was like okay i have to have it quiet now there's too much going on i i need some downtime and that's one thing that's very powerful about it just having that silence it's like when you get in that spot and you're comfortable you really crave it and i really think that it's a part of self care talaya you got the craving for the silence once you get into the meditation where you create energy and you can feel that energy that's addictive mhm wow because that that's the part of meditation that hasn't been really you know um focused on at least in the western part mhm it's the it, you know when you feel that energy and it's you know it's like going through entire body and vibrant and then what happens is that you are living at a different level all your problems don't go away your cancer doesn't go away your you know baby may have fever that doesn't go away mm-hmm. but the way you deal with a high when you are in a higher energy state is totally different mm-hmm. you know you still have to deal with things but it's just a a different level of coexistence Yes, that's that's so true. And another thing I wanted to touch on, you know, we've talked about intermittent silence, we've talked about meditation. How does mindfulness play a part in this also? So, mindfulness, you know, is has as many meanings as you talk to people. Mm-hmm. For me, mind has two sides. And, you know, one is called minding, which is, you know, some people call it names like monkey mind i tell them be friends with your mind because if you call, start calling your mind names it's your <laughs> mind you know it's like you're telling names to yourself so so just be friends with your mind mm-hmm. and the minding is something that has brought us all this success you know the nasa or you know going to parker solar going to sun or you know all these virtue universities and everything has been because of our minding part of the mind mm-hmm. mindfulness is on the other hand is just like a camcorder or a camera so it's a recording thing mm-hmm. so you turn it on you record everything so one way to practice that part of mindfulness is like you know in the morning 5 minutes or 10 minutes just just tell yourself that you will do everything you know mindful so you are brushing your teeth you are taking shower you feel all the you know things that the you know the shower head or whatever you know just feel everything just be mindful mm-hmm. and that's that's mindfulness many people teach mindfulness in some sort of you know uh, guided meditation yes. or you know be in the moment 
those things are, you know, they have meaning and they have uh, virtue, they have got benefits, but this is what actually mindfulness is, at least according to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a great point, Dr. Bada, because one thing that I really recognize is that you have to slow down to be mindful. It's hard to be mindful when you're constantly doing and running and going here and going there. Practicing mindfulness forces you to, to slow down. Talaya, you know, that's a matter of practice as well. So, you know, talk of a, you know, a sportsman or talk of, you know, the SEAL, you know, the like uh, commando trained people. They are also mindful. They are they are best trained in mindfulness because they know, they can see or feel things. Yeah. So, you know, the training of a soldier or a commando or training of a sportsman has a lot of mindfulness in that. They may not call it mindfulness, but they know exactly where the ball is, you know, even if it's on the side or in the back of their head. The same way, you know, the military training. So mindfulness is is used in many of the professional trainings, but we, they don't call it mindfulness. They just call it training. Mm-hmm. But mindfulness and minding can also go with you when you are in the inner universe. So the mind can be outside, mind can be inside as well. Okay, that makes sense, yes. And, and I, can, I can see that too. So how did you come up with the, the Relax app? So this book, Journey from Life to Life, so I was giving some book talks. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another. And some people said I should do some workshop. So I planned a workshop. And we had a physical workshop going to happen. And then COVID happened, you know, the March of 2020. So then we did some virtual workshops. And people liked it. And that's when my idea came that if people like it, and this can help, you know, like 30 or 40 people at a time, can we put it in an app? And uh, so that's how the app development happened. Okay. And then, of course, there is, there is that space is, you know, calm is there, head space is there. They are all trying to do the same thing and they have done very well. Yeah. So we are new, but we are uniquely different. We are not saying we are better or something, but we are mm-hmm. definitely, our approach is different. Okay. Um, That's great. And then tell us more about your book, um, Journey from Life to Life, Achieving a Higher Purpose. Tell us more about that. Well, it's true, right? <clears throat> we all are going to die. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like we don't like the word cancer, but also we don't like the word death, right? Mm-hmm. And cancer may not happen to all of us, but death will happen to all of us. Mm-hmm. We plan for every little thing. No, you're going on vacation. You plan it to the last detail. Some people will do that, right? But what happens after death? We have no planning, except for, you know, whether I'll be buried or I'll be cremated. But beyond that, we don't plan. 
And I had this question when, you know, even from my childhood, you know, it's like, what happens? Right. And, you know, there have been some of the patient stories, you know, have kind of triggered me into thinking more about it. Mm -hmm. And I had a bigger insight or better insight of this story that I can tell to Mm -hmm. other people. Like there was one patient who, you know, who had a big surgery. He got gone home, but came back with some other infection. And, you know, we were treating him and everybody, all the kind of doctors were there to help him. And one day he called me. He was 87 year old. He called me and asked me to sit down. I sat down beside him. He looked into my eyes and said, I want to go now. Mm. And uh, in my head, you know, I didn't know what to say. But of course, you know, as a doctor, we'll say, well, look, we can help you and this and that. But inside me, I thought maybe he's right. And then I said, does he know where he is going or do I know where he is going? So that, you know, some things like that also prompted me to write the book Journey from Life to Life. And uh, it it also, the title, it implies that we come back. Yes. But even if you don't come back, what happens? Can you do something about it now? About it. And that's what the book addresses. All of those are great questions because I do I do believe that a majority of the time people know when they're ready to to leave. Um, I know that's not really proven, but I do believe that a lot of times people know that you know it's it's their time. And those questions about, you know, what happens next? Is there an afterlife? So many people have questions about that. And I think it's important to talk about those kinds of things. And I think yeah. your book yeah. is a is a great way to do that. You might even like the answers there. So <laughs> it will be it will be good. You know, it gets into some yeah, it gets into a lot of details like astral body and you know, mm-hmm. ethereal body and yeah, but it goes in a very, I think, I mean, yes, there are maybe some words that are foreign to you and, and the reader, but it, I don't think it's a very boring reading, you know, okay. so it should be a good read for, you know, most people. Okay. At least that's the feedback I got. That's good. That That's yeah. great because, you know, when it comes to talking about death and it's a tough topic for a lot of people. So I think that having a resource, a book like yours, um, it, it can start to help people have those conversations that yeah. that truly need to be had. Um, so I encourage everyone to, you know, check out Journey from Life to Life, Achieving Higher Purpose. And so, Dr. Bada, is there anything else that uh, you would like to share with us about your book or the app or the work that you do? No, I think we have covered everything. The only thing is relax has two X in it. So relax yes. with two X. And uh, there is a relax.org website, O-R-G. So, Great. Wonderful. Yeah. No. 
And yeah. before before we leave, Dr. Bada, I'd like to ask my all of my guests these two questions. And one of them is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the listeners? Life is a great teacher. <laughs> no, there is nothing better teacher than that. <laughs> and sometimes we do, you know, it by I mean, we learn by our own mistakes or our own successes. Uh, but the latest one, I think I told you, is uh, this I learned from life. You know, many people teach meditation and they say, witness your thoughts, you know, be a third as a third party. That works, but I think the coexistence works much better. You can go, you know, it's like once you go deep in the meditation and you are focusing on, you know, a chakra, focus on chakra. Your mind will come, your thoughts will come, your emotions will come. Just let them coexist there. Mm -hmm. So that seems to work well for me. So that's the new thing that I have learned, you know, in my own way. I really like that because one thing um, sometimes that all of us are taught in life is to just suppress, you know, what they consider negative feelings. But to me, feelings are feelings, whether it's anger, depression, whatever it is. And a lot of times for cancer patients, you know, they're told be positive and all those things. I think that's important, but I think it's also just as important to feel those other feelings of anger, sadness, because all of those are valid feelings, especially during something like cancer. Yeah. No, I think you touched a very good point. We tell people to be positive and you can condition your mind to be positive, but if inside you, that strength is not there, it will pull you down. But if you build the inner strength, then it's easier to be positive. If that makes sense to you, Mm-hmm. So a lot of my meditation and wellness, you know, app and the routines, they give you that inner strength where it's easier to be positive. Do you, I mean, you talk to cancer patients, mm-hmm. you know, when everything is pulling you down, yes. now your mind is, you're trying to pull it up. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But if you give them a tool to make, you know, inner strength, I mean, nothing is going to go away, but, you know, the strength will be there to deal with it. You have been with you. I mean, some people have it naturally. That's right. It does make it easier because, as you mentioned, some people, they're just, they, they just, they're able to, like you said, deal with it naturally. And other people, you can, you have to help them to put in the work and use the tools to kind of bring that up. Right. And then once that comes up to another level, then they're better able to coexist and um, manage or face what's in front of them. And right. so I think that that's so important because it's so easy, easy to get stuck in fear and overwhelm that, you know, right. having tools like yours can really help. And Dr. Bada, what is next for you? You've done so much amazing work already. What What's next? Well, the next is to spread the word. I mean, I want to help as many people, you know, as possible. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's the, you know, it's interesting that you say that we all 
think about what's next, right? Mm-hmm. When I was young, I saw my father, you know, like he retired, but he was still, you know, he was, I mean, professor of economics and he had PhD from London School of Economics. But I thought he should be resting now. He should be doing nothing. But he, you know, he kept doing and one day he was no more. I saw the same thing with my brother, you know, elder brother. And he was always active and doing, he always, you know, doing things and all that. And I saying, why are they doing it? But now when it comes to me, I continue to do the same thing. <laughs> so, so yes, you know, we should all have what is next. But yeah, it's it's fun. Life is fun. I should be fun. I agree. I agree. And so in other words, rest can be a what's next. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, but I think whatever you do, you should. I mean, at least at my stage, whatever I do, it should be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You should be happy. You know, it should not be something that becomes a burden. There is no need for that I in agree. life. I I agree, and I value that so much because uh, you know, a lot of times we spend so much time in life doing things and. Um, things that don't serve us, that don't make us happy, that we don't enjoy. And it really, that eventually affects our health as well. So I really see the importance of doing things that are fulfilling, you know, and um, that add value and really help others. I think that's very important as well. You said it very well, but at the same time, you know, I also say my work for, you know, is inspires me. My colleagues inspire me. My patients inspire me, but it is also true that sometimes work sucks, and sometimes <laughs> you have colleagues that are, you know, you wish they were not there. So the reason I say inspire because I choose to pick those moments that inspire me, oh, because yeah. life has all the moments. So one way is to stay happy, is that you pick your, you know, it's like. I give it, you know, an example like uh, donuts, right? Mm-hmm. So there are many, many donuts out there. I'm not advertising, but I like Tim Hortons, <laughs> you know, honey curler. <laughs> so I, I go and pick that one. Doesn't mean the others don't exist, right? <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. So in, in life, you can pick those things that, you know, make you happy, make you, you know, positive and just... I think or you can a... pick the other ones, you know, chili donut. I, it doesn't <laughs> exist. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think I think that's so important. And you know, sometimes we get so caught up in life that we forget to do that. Yeah. And so I think that goes back to slowing down, being mindful, and recentering and saying, "Hey." What are the things that I want to focus on that are inspiring or that inspire me? What memories do I have? That's another reason why it's it's good to take some time to live and have some fun because you can always go back to those good memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bada, for joining us and educating us as well. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? I know you were mentioned. Um, you mentioned the Relax app. 
where else can they find you on on social media or website? Yeah, I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am on LinkedIn, and you know, relax.org. You know, the website. You know, they can send a contact or you know, email there. So okay. I'm easily findable. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, listeners, that relax is R-E-L-A-X-X. So there's two X's there. And then also you can find the app, you know, on the Apple Store, App Store, Google Apps, anywhere. So um, if you're interested in downloading that. Dr. Bada, before we leave today, is there anything else that you'd like to share? No, thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure to be with you. Thank you, Dr. Bada. It was a pleasure having you. And thank you for joining us today. I would like to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you for joining us as well. That is it for this Wednesday. Until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon.